we've got an old friend from the other side of the world joining us now, and uh, everyone will remember Jane Lopes. Good morning, Jane. Good morning. And uh, more evening here. <laughs> yes, evening indeed. So, what would you be? Seven o'clock, five, seven o'clock at night, or? Yep, seven o'clock. Really? Sorry to interrupt your dinner or your pre-dinner drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. This is a better time than me. Uh, than nine a.m. on a Sunday for me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. From your old days at Attica, when you uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> just get home and feel you have to turn around and, uh, and come over <laughs> exactly. to here. <laughs> um, so, uh, how's it been going? Do you you got out of here just in time? Um, you you left around March, didn't you? The end of March, so around when we were sort of yep. getting all locked down. Yeah, yeah. My husband and I both left our respective jobs. Him at Rock told me at Attica in early March, and that was kind of always the plan. We had, I I went to New Zealand with some friends and traveled around a bit, and we had a, a month-long road trip in Australia planned for the month of April that we ended up canceling, and um, and yeah, we, we decided to get back to the, the U.S. early, so we've been back in the States since, um, since the end of March. Hmm. Uh, and you're living in Los Angeles, uh, and um, no, actually, no? right now we're on the East Coast. Oh, right. So we were we were in LA until end of June, and then we um, we came over to the East Coast, which is where John's family is. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. So uh, so tell us what you've been doing, because um, obviously you know you've you've uh, you've well experienced as a as a sommelier and. Um, you know, you pass the master's sommelier exam and all that sort of thing. And so are you, are you working in that sort of business or um, you're working with, with John? I, I know you said you're looking at doing some, uh, setting up a, an import business, which is very exciting. We've got yeah. to hear all about that. So um, Yeah, so that was, um, that was you know, we've been actually planning on, on this for probably a year, a year or so now uh, to start importing some Australian wine to the U.S. We just feel like with, you know, with the, our experience on the ground in Australia, as well as our experience as, as sommeliers and buyers in the U.S., we just feel uniquely sort of situated to, to tell that story. So mm. that was always the plan. Um, obviously, things are a bit unusual right now, but we decided to to persevere and just and get it going regardless. So, um, yeah, we have a container of wine leaving Australia next week. Um, leaving, so l- leaving the oh, so you, sorry, the importing going your way from from here to there. Uh, no, no, leaving Australia. Yeah, leaving right. Australia. So yeah, going from yeah. So we're yeah we're bringing in um, we have fifteen producers in our initial portfolio, which we're not officially announcing yet. We just want to make sure we get all of the wine on the water before, <laughs> just in case something goes wrong. You know, knock on wood, but. Um, so we'll, we'll start announcing um, who's in our portfolio uh, next week. Wow. Um, yeah. How do, we, uh, how do we keep abreast of all of uh, these, these updates? Is there... So we, yeah, we have an Instagram account for the import company. The import company is called Legend. Um, it, Legend is a word that was not is not used quite as much in the U.S. as it is in <laughs> Australia. We just loved <laughs> we loved how that word was casually used in, in Australia. So that's the name of the company. It's Legend, and the Instagram account is uh, at Oz A U S Wine Legend. Excellent. 
Uh, well, we'll yeah. definitely follow that uh, for so we can um, send, can hear the news. Uh, that's really exciting because, as you say, you are uniquely positioned, given you, you know, you travelled here a lot um, to the regions on purpose to, to sort of yeah. get your, uh, you know, for for your own um, education, and then just working in it. And and of course, Attica, you dealt primarily with Victorian wines, didn't you? Uh, yeah, but, but definitely had some from other states as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was thinking when you, when you mentioned it, I was thinking we could be uh, also getting some uh, U.S. wine over here that you curate. That would be, uh, that'd be a good, good thing to Well, too. that is actually sort of in the works as well. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> it, it sort of it came, about, it came about afterwards and not as far along with that project but it is something we're we're talking to with some people on the ground in in australia about getting some exciting american brands um Mm. back over to to australia so yeah it is going both ways (laughs) good that's good because because again you'd be um you know you're you're uniquely placed in that you really understand uh the australian consumer's palate um and yeah and you know what because the, the wines are, you know, say, you know, a lot of the time there's there's a lot more oak and they're a lot bigger and, and, and so you'll be able to sort of curate, um, I'd imagine, some, some wines from over there that, that really will suit us and suit the restaurant um, scene and, uh, and the, the, the menus that they're putting on. Exactly. There's, mm. It's a really, really diverse scene over here right now. So, you know, there's so much more than kind of oaky... You know, California, Chardonnay, and Cabernet. Hmm. Um, the, uh, I just um, wanted to point out to people um, a really a fun thing that you've done, uh, you know, since your study, this study for the Master Somalia exam. Um, you've put up all your, ta- all your, um, your study notes on, um, on your website. It's really cool. I was having a look yeah. through, um, you know, particularly having a look at Bordeaux yesterday and, and uh, those sort of um, the notes. And it's a really interesting thing. So um, just remind us of the website so that people can go and have a look at that because it sounds kooky, right, when you, but, but to actually go and have a look at it. It's all in your handwriting with, you know, notations yeah. and, you know, hand-drawn maps and stuff. And it's just – it's clearly this is you reading – and then just going, these are the per- most pertinent facts I need to know about this region or this style of whatever. So, um, so yeah, yeah. website? It's, um, it's janelopes.com. Excellent. Um, so, yeah, I really encourage everyone to go and check that out. It's, it's really cool. Um, yeah, when I, was, when I was studying, that was kind of the, the, the question I was most often asked by people who were we're also studying was kind of like, what is your approach? How are you doing it? So I think being able to look at someone else's study guides and study notes is just a, um, yeah, just a really good way to think about how you want to organize your own sort of studies and ideas. Yeah. Um, and of course it, it's, um, you know, it, it, they are, you, you've really distilled, you know, the, the key things to know about, you know, the region and things. So, you know, for us to fast track our knowledge, it's uh, you know, really that's all we need to read. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and so you're still doing some writing and or um, and contributing. I noticed in the Halliday magazine um, that's the current release, you've been sort of quoted you and and a, and a Sydney-based sommelier um, talking about food and wine matching. And I just wanted to 
to, if we could spend just a little bit of time on on that subject, um, because for me, just finding that that melding of of wine and food and and you know just getting that balance perfect is it's you know it's a sort of constant um constant quest i guess um and then you know you you remember that one and then you try and apply some of the same theories but if we were to give people some really easy rules of thumb um would you be uh able to kick us off with that yeah, yeah, of course. I think um, I think a really good one is sort of, uh, you know, what grows together goes together. And you know, if you're if you're cooking a, a you know a French meal with sort of inspired like Mediterranean French meal, why not? You know, try one from Provence. You're probably not going to go too wrong. You know, mm-hmm. um, or if you're doing sort of like Tuscan steak and pasta or something. A wine from Tuscany is not is probably going to fit in really well. So I think that's always just a really easy one if you sort of think about the the, the sort of the genre genre you're in. It's a, a little bit harder if you're going to say like you know Chinese or, or Japanese food. Although Japanese, you can always go to sake, mm. um, but there's not quite as much access to Chinese wine, say. But um, but in general, I think that's a that's a pretty easy rule to look at. Um, I always look at kind of um, balance, too, and sort of uh, matching acidity. So if you're having something that's pretty bright and acid-driven, like a, you know, like a a pasta with tomato sauce, which you're going to get a lot of acidity from that tomato, you're going to want to have a a wine that also has acidity. Um, You want to really match that quality. So, uh, So, and you can think about that with sweetness too if you're you know having a a, a cake or even something like um you know duck with orange orange glaze you know that's going to have some sweetness to it if you have a really bone dry wine it's going to taste pretty bitter so just having you know matching the sweetness matching the acidity um you know there's there's lots of other little things like tannin cuts fat and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think in general it's just about uh, kind of, I think, experimenting a bit and then sort of following your instincts. Um, that's definitely how I kind of ap- approach it now. And, you know, the more wine you drink with food, the more you'll kind of just get a feel for like, oh, yeah, I really like dry riesling with sushi. That's really works for me. Um, And, you know, I can't tell you exactly why that works. I guess it's, you know, riesling is pretty favorable with everything. Uh, The acidity is really nice with it. Um, But, you know, there's no kind of hard and fast rule that that should make that pairing so good, but it just is. So (laughs) it's kind of one of those things where you just, um, you know, you're your kind of best tool and just uh, the more you you drink and eat food together and sort of uh, register what what works for you yeah um, I think that's that's a really good point and and also just the importance of sort of remembering when you do come across a really good match and just um, you know even if you need to note that you know put it in your phone or something so you can remember you know as you say dry riesling with with um, sushi, you know, I loved it. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. and then, but then also, yeah, other, just trying to um, 
when you do find good matches because as you say be more intuitive as opposed to hard and fast about rules but but some yeah. things are going to jar and therefore equally remember that yeah yeah um, yeah exactly so um, and i don't think i also think you can like i don't i don't disregard color i know it's kind of a superficial thing but in general like tomatoes i like a light red wine and with like beets i always like rosé and with like a fish with you know squash and beurre blanc i you know usually like a richer white wine and I, I think that it's not going to serve you every time, but I also think as like kind of a, a shortcut, it's not um, it's not totally insignificant. Mm. Yeah, it's um, as I say, it's for me. It's certainly it's a it's a constant quest to <laughs> to find that. One, what about um, just on lastly on that topic because it's sort of it's something that that there's a real sort of art to, I guess, or at least um, might be helpful for people. For, again, for rule of thumb, so with a steak, so you've got a nice, you know, barbecued steak. Um, the often, if you put something on that, as far as a sauce or whatever, that may be what you need to sort of be matching to, rather than the protein itself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in general, I think um, you know, I think in general, people are pairing fuller-bodied red wines with steak, but it really doesn't have to be like like if you did have like a. Um, a butter sauce, I think you could do it with like a, a rich buttery white wine or, you know, something that's kind of oily from the Rhone Valley. Um, but if you have more like a, a red wine sauce or something like that, something heavier, Worcestershire sauce, you might want, um, you know, I, I think Italian wines, Brunello, Barolo are really good with steak. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's, you know, I think, you know, I think there are, there are really exceptional wine pairings, but I think, I think for the most part, even at you know, even at fancy restaurants, it's kind of like there are a lot of things that that could work well, and you're just, um, you know, you're trying to find one of them. So uh, I don't think I think it's sometimes a bit more fraught for people than it should be, where it's you know, it's not like uh, trying to find this one perfect match, but just trying to find something that you you know you enjoy drinking with the with the food in front of you mm. yeah excellent thank you for those little tips um so of course. so what else uh, is is happening over there w- with you guys because um obviously you've got uh wines on the water so therefore they will arrive in what a month or how long does it take to to get yeah yeah about a month to get through customs and everything so mm-hmm. beginning of probably second week of october we'll have be able to deliver wine but we got some samples air freighted over so we've been um you know traveling around uh, to the extent that we're able and and locking down distribution in a few different states and showing some uh, a few buyers our our wines and you know it's been really exciting people are um you know i think i think covid makes this time difficult to start a business in many ways but i also think that people are really hungry for for new stuff, for education, for wines they've never seen before. So there's definitely there's definitely an excitement when we show people these wines, and a lot of them have never been in the country before, and um, people are just, yeah, people have been really excited, and uh, we're excited to, you know, show more of what, what Australia is, is doing right now. So, you know, the wine scene, as you know, is just phenomenal. Mm. 
Um, it's it's funny, isn't it? That what a what a turnaround. You know, this is this is the opposite of your role. You know, you you used to be seeing Jane and John come in with these wines and and uh, and having a look at them and and assessing whether you put them on a list or not. Yeah. It's yeah, a, totally. We actually did um, sort of a, a portfolio tasting with our New York distributor this week. And, yeah, we were saying it was kind of the first time on on the other side of the table. But in a sense, it's, you know, it's still, still sales. You're still telling someone the story of this wine and, and you know, helping them find something that they're going to like and that's going to work for them. Mm. Um, so how does that story translate, do you reckon, um, from so if you're selling it into the distributor and then that distributor presumably is going to see sommeliers at at restaurants that story of the producer that you've probably met in some cases um how does that story get to that american sommelier um in a restaurant in new york for instance yeah yeah that's a good question so we're i mean we're planning to be incredibly active in the markets we're in um you know we want to make Australian wine easy to support, which is one of the reasons we want to work with distributors who are already established and, and who have more diverse books so that people can kind of um, can easily fit Australia into their sort of ordering regime. Um, but in terms of our sort of contact with, with sommeliers and retailers, we're super hands-on and we honestly, we want to, we want to meet and talk to everyone who's buying wine from us. But we also recognize that sales will happen without us. So we are investing heavily in, in training uh, the distributors. So, you know, making sure that they have the education and the context to talk intelligently about these wines. Um, with, the, with COVID, we obviously are all uh, a lot more accustomed to video calls, so Zoom calls and things like that. Um, yeah. Potentially that is an opportunity to to um, host or, you know, well, host or MC uh, a Zoom call with the producer <clears throat> and a number of sommeliers um, who might be buying your wine who you can't quite get to. Uh, and as, as you're sort of, <clears throat> as the distribution um, gets more broad, it, it's going to be more difficult to see every single person. But maybe that's something that people will be a lot more open to these days. Totally, totally. That's a, it's a really good tool. And we also think it's a good tool to support um, restaurants and, and retailers and wine bars who are selling these wines as we can, you know, we can do Instagram lives with mm. them to sort of help them sell the wine and educate their customers um, or do an, yeah, that kind of a, a virtual event for a wine store or something like that. So we view it as, yeah, a way to kind of reach more accounts, but also to help support those accounts in, in selling the wine and kind of intro- introducing uh, these wines and sort of educating more on Australia as a whole. Mm, unreal. It, what a really exciting time. Um, yeah. Well, we're going to have to keep track of it, so uh, so we'll, we'll get you back on. And um, maybe we, we could um, think even uh, we could get you back next time and have a chat about you can pick a region and give us some um, just, you know, the kind of some cheap, cheat notes i guess um you know pluck out some fun yeah. facts and things that people can can um sprout when they're at uh, at um <laughs> dinner you know taking a wine from from that region so um yeah look great to chat again jane and um good really luck great. with that and uh so we'll keep an eye out and in about a week or so when you start telling us all about 
some of the producers that Legend is going to be um, doing. So uh, the Instagram account, again, just so we've got it right. Is uh, at Oz Wine Legend, so A-U-S Wine Legend. And the website is www.legendaustralia.com. Excellent. Good one, Jane. Say hi to John and uh, and best of luck with indeed. that and you know <laughs> safe journeys for your wine uh, and uh, gee you'll be excited when that ship docks won't you? Absolutely, we'll be very excited. Well, thanks so much for having me, Simon. Yeah, great. Good to chat again. Thanks, Jane. See you. All right, take care. Bye.